What's up with Horus Heresy anyways? Trident Wargaming. Build it, paint it, play it. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trident Wargaming. I am your host, Bill, and I'm jumping into some sweet, sweet Horus Heresy. Uh, this episode is the Horus Heresy Hang-Up. Uh, so it's been a little while. It's been a bit since we've talked some Horus Heresy. Uh, there's been, oh man, there's been a ton of different stuff happening uh, in the greater, greater community, online, uh, releases from GW, Forge World, all sorts of stuff. Right now, I guess we'll talk just current projects, hobby progress. What do we got on the workbench? What's going on? So current projects for me, I am now trotting down the path of true scale hell. And I blame Chris, one of my friends here locally, uh, a big 30K player. Uh, Chris is like the Mr. Heresy. Guy's rocking out like an actual legion, full-size legion. And... Uh, I also uh, I also blame Dustin a little bit too, um, you know he's uh, they're both enabling and uh, help me skip down this road of uh, true scale hell. So um, projects right now are I'm working on my Proteus upgrade uh, kit, so it's a standard GW Proteus. I do have. Um, some kits here from our sponsor battle bling i'm rocking out it's that uh, uh mk2b armored uh proteus that the uh, artisans of all were uh, making and then uh, dustin was kind enough to transfer the identical black templar icon that was on the chest of my uh, templar dread onto proteus landrader doors uh, so it's going to be an actual templar themed um, Land Raider itself, uh, which will contain Sword Brethren and uh, Tartarus Templar terms and all sorts of stuff. Uh, the nice thing about my Imperial Fist Army uh, as I bounce back and forth is sometimes I like to paint yellow and I'll paint yellow. Uh, standard, you know, standard Legion uh, colors, but then I'll also deviate. I'll go right off the deep end. I'll jump in and I'll paint all my stuff uh, black. It's that nice, really cool, gritty gray blue black. Um, so I'm able to rock and ride the, the Templar wave for a little bit. Just helps break up the army. Looks visually interesting. Uh, it's a nice way. Uh, I think it's just a really nice way to um, break up the batch when you're painting your legions. Anything you can do that is uh, a change of pace is obviously good. It uh, just makes for a nicer workflow for everybody. Um, so that's that's kind of what I have going on. I did end up picking up Tortuga Bay True Scale Terminators. Uh, I have a five-man pack of Tartaros and a five-man of Cataphract Terminators. Now, I'll probably end up selling all my Imperial Fist um, normal standard GW Terminators just because the new scale, it's just, it's, it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, they, they look proper. Uh, you set up a Cataphract or a Tartaros next to MK6, and they just... They just don't do it for me anymore. Uh, the MK6 are bigger. The scale was something that I never really thought would actually bother me. But once I started looking at 
these models side by side, I'm looking at them on the shelf, looking at them on the tabletop, it really started to kind of create an itch that I just, I have to scratch. It's, uh, it bugs me enough that the scale just doesn't look proper. And I, I'm not here to throw shade. I'm not judging anybody on their army or their legion or their models. Like, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, if you've been in the game long enough, like myself, uh, I've been collecting for 10 plus years. Yeah, you're going to have old style kits and it's just your army. It's your legion. It's how it's going to be. For myself, though, because my Imperial Fists were brand new, they were to be the as much plastic army as possible that I could make. I really wanted to embrace the newest kits, uh, all the true, kill, true scale stuff that I could, uh, just to make my army feel proper. So that's been kind of uh, what I've been doing. It's just, yeah, it's just... You gotta chase that uh, true scale dragon, and uh, I I've been enjoying it quite quite a bit actually. Um, I I'll definitely be uh, parting with the other uh, squads. I also do have a squad of uh, the old Forge World MK4 um, uh, sniper vets, or the recon marines is what they were, uh, and like even them beside the MK6, it's enough to bug me. It actually just they don't look proper anymore they look too weedy and small and i don't want my legion to look like that i want it to be a beautiful force i'm spending a lot of time um trying to paint to make it a really really dynamic interesting looking force uh still going with my head cannon of it is the imperial fist fourth company uh so i do have green accents all over the place uh, that's following like more codex compliance stuff for 40k uh, but they are the force that is meant to punch a hole through the traitor lines to be able to uh, help the Emperor escape off Terra. Uh, so they have a lot of uh, experimental weaponry, shit ton of Iliastus assault cannons, a lot of just DACA, fire it all out, Terminators, uh, Land Raider, Proteus, you know, just to punch a hole and then boom, out. Uh, or anyways, that's the that's the head cannon for my force. So it, it's been fun chasing that. Um, on another note, I recently actually just sold my Iron Warriors. Um, that has that was quite a ripple. Uh, a lot of people kind of were reaching out and asking me, like, "Whoa, are you quitting Heresy? What's going on?" I'm not quitting Heresy. I just, again, with the true scale, uh, my Iron Warrior Force and Honor the Legion is right there. Uh, but the Force, I've been working on that Force for a decade. Pretty much, it was my very first Legion. I started from nothing, worked my way up with it. It's it, it's been a labor of love. I've enjoyed every moment working on that army. I've taken it to numerous events. We played in leagues, slow grows, everything you you name it. It's been there. It's just it's at a point for me now. I just I need to I need to kind of move on, and I might start up uh, my legion again. I might shift gears a little bit. I've got a couple of little ideas of what I, I would like to do. Um, I know uh, Ezra, if you're listening to this, he uh, he called me the uh, uh, Dantioch because I pretty much you know betrayed the Legion. I ran, went running off to the Imperial Fists, and uh, yeah, that's partially true. I, I've uh, I've been a long time lurker of the Fists. I, I've always wanted to play them since first edition. Um, and then now obviously when 2.0 came out and I was able to jump on the opportunity because we have a lot of Iron Warrior players here 
Um, there's a lot of Iron Warrior players everywhere, it seems. Uh, I was just, yeah, wanted to strike now and really get rolling. So um, I don't regret selling the army. I think whoever uh, whoever has it, uh, the the gent that is going to be getting it, he's going to love it. It's it's been a, a long a long time coming. Um, and yeah, I, I can chase my true scale dragon as much as I'd like, and uh, you know I don't have to feel bad about looking at my army and wishing I didn't paint, you know, over 100 Marines because, <laughs> uh, yeah, there's there's a, a shit ton of imagery in there. Uh, so it, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, that said, uh, I am getting prepped. I want to try and punch out a character, my Land Raider, and a squad of Cataphract Terminators for uh, Boys of the Golden Throne uh, event. It is coming up. It's the Alex Pompas... Uh, a memorial event coming up November 4th and 5th. I hope I didn't butcher that last name. Um, it's going to be really good. Uh, keep an eye out. Uh, there's going to be, we'll have an after episode. And obviously the boys will probably be throwing down something too. Uh, might even try and jump on and collaborate with them. We'll see. Um, keep an eye out. There's going to be lots of pictures. Lots of uh, destruction. It's going to be a uh, Horse Heresy 30k event. And they're also going to tandem with uh, Adeptus Titanicus. So the plan is uh, two games each day, real chill. Uh, playing with those guys is an absolute fucking blast. Uh, gentlemen all around. Uh, so it's going to be really, really fun. I'm really hoping to uh, bust out a couple things. They did a character selection, or I guess a character like call-out uh, thing. I ended up picking the Tyrant of Chthonia. And so the story is with that, um, I ordered him. He was cool. This was before I decided to go down this true scale hell. And he arrived. And then I took one look at him and went, oh, fuck, this guy's too small. It's not going to work. So uh, a little bit of buyer's remorse. I, I ended up rehoming him to uh, one of my friends, Ted. So he's going to be rolling in his force. Uh, Ted doesn't give a shit about the scale thing, so that that's fine. Um, I was able to talk to my friend, though, uh, Dustin. You, you enabler, you, and uh, chatting with him a little bit, he was able to actually get me a true scale version of the Tyrant of Chthonia, which is perfect. That's the character I'm going to be bringing. I'm really stoked. Like that guy, uh, if you've been keeping up with the socials uh, on True Scale Tuesday, which is just yesterday, uh, that model is a fucking beast. It looks so good. It's just phenomenal. I can't wait to paint it. Uh, I'm probably going to do classic. He'll be yellow, black shoulders, uh, white gray fur, and then like red cape. Real, real classic colors. I think he'll pop on the tabletop. He'll look super, super good. His bodyguard, I'll probably invert them so they're black armor, yellow shoulder pads. Just, I really like that look for the Terminators. Just makes them look super brutal. Uh, I can have a lot of fun with the weathering, so that that's kind of my uh, kind of my plan with that, anyways. Uh, but stay tuned; there's going to be a ton of pictures coming up. Uh, I've basically got a week to punch all that stuff out. Um, not this week, though. I'm working on uh, my Drukari for WTC, but that's that's ten thousand years in the future. So we'll stick to some heresy talk here, anyways. Uh, but yeah, I'll have a week punch it out. There'll be lots of pictures on the social. Uh, take bets if you want, see if I'm going to actually make the deadline or not. And and if you know me, if you know me, I work best under pressure. I procrastinate like a motherfucker. And then when it's go time, it's fucking go time. I, I've performed feats. So I'm very, very, uh, very confident I'll get the army done. 
Uh, anyways, so that that's going to be a big thing. I'm really looking forward to that, uh, flying down there. There's a few of us going down, so uh, it should be really good. Um, speaking of the Tyrant of Chthonia, uh, he was found in the Siege of Chthonia book. This came out a little while ago. Uh, I want to say like maybe two months ago. Might be a little longer. I can't quite remember. Um, the book was really good overall. I, as an Imperial Fist player, I wanted to play an army that was decent, but not like OP over the top or just like the poster child. And unfortunately, between Sons of Horus and Imperial Fist, they're really starting to push those two. And I just, I didn't feel like we needed any more, uh, any more love. We got some love, uh, which cool. Thanks. But, uh, I was really hoping to see other legions get love that they very much needed. Uh, but anyways, uh, the Siege of Chthonia book is pretty good. I, I do like that uh, Tyrant of Chthonia character. He's got a lot of stuff going for him. Uh, hands down, I think, just straight talk, the best part of that book is the Zone Mortalis rules. And I'll tell you why. Uh, not only do they do a full update, and like a full redressing of the Zone Mortalis rules uh, for 2.0. The thing is, is <clears throat> whoever built those rules loves Zone Mortalis and they love Horus Heresy. They have a inbuilt uh, balancing mechanic where it's actual restrictions on your army, um, on your army selection. So there is one dread per thousand points. Uh, certain dreads, like nothing over seven wounds can be taken, right? So no Mara Gall. They, they've done a really good job of creating this balance inside the shoebox known as Zone Mortalis. I'm super blown away by it. I read the rules several times. I'm really excited with the way they have made it a ceiling or a cap, I guess, on what you can actually do, the way the reinforcement uh, points work. How you can take really powerful characters, like yeah, you you can take a Primarch, you can let it rip, but you know you still gotta follow, um, still gotta follow the normal rules. Uh, being able to play, you know, two K zone game or seventeen fifty zone game and um, following these rules, but it's the way you have to actually use these points to bring in these characters, the reinforcement points. I think that's a big, that's a big step in the right direction, especially being able to provide. Not only are you providing a narrative gaming experience, but it's also balanced where the rule set makes sense. And I think standard frontline missions um, for Horus Heresy don't do that right now. I, I think Zone Mortalis itself is very... Uh, it, it's going in a good place. If you want to have solid games with an awesome rule set that feels like it actually makes sense, Zone, I think, is the way to go. Um, that's That's... A hot take i can definitely chat on more about that later um but yeah there's there's a couple different things popping off uh most recently though was uh actually this upcoming weekend is the mk3 uh battle group and the one main thing i want to talk about first is the exemplary battles volume one what upset me about both this and Siege of Chthonia is their direct only sales on GW site. And that chaps my ass because I don't want to order from GW direct unless I'm ordering like a special edition book or a special edition, limited edition, anything. Why these books are limited and they're also on like a limited pre-order release. So it's like a splash release. 
that kind of bugs me. Um, if Heresy's going to be getting all this model support, which I'm very thankful for, that's awesome. Like every uh, Heresy boy and girl needs more tanks and more troops and more everything else, but you have to support it with the books. Um, if these books are just going to get stupid and, oh, hey, you're going to drip feed a book every three or four months and we're going to pay through the nose and you're going to update some stuff, at least make it meaningful. And But what about the people who are still going to continue to get into heresy? Um, it's just going to become the search for the Dragon Balls, just kind of how like first edition the black books were. And these aren't as nice, these exemplary battle books. It's just a hardcover book. There's nothing fancy about it. It's not leather bound, not cool silver corner covers. There's it, it's not the same. It's not even the same not even the same league. So I don't know why these are limited and splash release. It makes no sense to me. Um yes, it does have the rules for Fulgrim in it. It does have updated rules for Emperor's Children in it. Uh you also get a rehashed version of all the exemplary battles that we got for free all the pdf missions and the units like they were like oh here's a, a nemesis destroyer unit for ultramarines here's this unit for the word bears all, all that stuff is in there it's all upgraded and tweaked for heresy 2.0 um again really cool but we got that stuff for free and all you did was shoehorn ascended like transcended demon hood Fulgrim and Emperor's Children rules in there. Where that book is a miss for me is uh, where's the other Trader Primarchs? Like you, you could have done it like a full Trader upgrade, where all the Traders kind of you know go a little bit closer to Chaos. They're all Demon Primarch forms. I feel that would have been a better bang for your buck. Um, Goonhammer does have a review on this. I, I've read the review. I've talked to some people with the book. I'm pretty much in agreement with that review. I'm not going to beat a dead horse and hash it all out. Uh, but give me all the traders or give me nothing. I don't want to get drip fed uh, like a book to have this legion. And then a couple months later, another book for that legion. It just, to me, that doesn't make sense because you, all you're doing is spreading your player base out. Yeah, you're making money and I understand that. But at the same time, this is stuff that I think should be supported with 2.0 already. Like we're... 14, 15 months in already, and there's not a whole lot happening. Like, two books, yeah, okay. I, I, I get the release schedule is cool. There's been some delays here and there, but it's just, it's there's not enough. There's not enough stuff um, coming out for me personally. Uh, I got my little page of notes here going off and reading. Um, one thing that's really bugging me, and this, this guy actually got uh, brought up on one of uh, she several of the heresy pages on Facebook, but there was a post pretty much talking about how 40k was a trash game and some other things and I, i'm not here to defend 40k i'm not here to throw shade at 30k that's fine what i brought up was the numbers simply speak for themselves guys so heresy's been out 14 15 months we've had two book releases we've had a what i'll call a, a week uh, PDF for the Demons of the Roomstorm. Uh, that, yeah, it was free. Really cool. It was a little bit late. And honestly, I don't know if it was worth the wait. The way the rules interact. There's some workarounds, exorcists here, and this, that. Eh, it it doesn't feel as well thought out as the um, first edition army list. 
Uh, granted, don't get me wrong, the Build-A-Bear mechanic, yes, it was abusable. There was ways you could really um, uh, engineer your army to be really kind of just like shitty to play against, if that's the way you were going. Um, but it seemed like it took a lot of the flavor away. Uh, the big demons not being able to join squads and just, just some of the interactions and the rules interactions just doesn't feel, doesn't feel properly thought out for me anyways. Um, what I, what I brought out though is we haven't had any FAQs and heresy desperately needs them. Um, there's so, there's so little, um, changes that need to actually happen to make heresy so good. I, I truly believe Horse Heresy could be probably the best wargaming experience game <clears throat> out there. I think it needs a couple tweaks and a few points adjustments to actually make that make sense. Um, I'll give you an example, just you know, for people who are listening, you might be getting frustrated by what I'm saying, but uh, look at look at a Sicarinarchus. Sicarinarchus is a nice unit; it's great. Well. Sicarinarchus is shit compared to a um, a Scorpius. That that Scorpius tank is just way better for the points, which tells me either the Sicarinarchus needs to come down in points or the the Scorpius needs to actually go up in points. You have to have a bit of the balance, like kind of getting redressed. Vehicles aren't in a great spot in Heresy. Um, you know the extra hull points here and there, great, but it's just. Vehicles don't hit like they used to. They don't stay on the table like they used to. They needed something a little bit better to do some points adjustments or maybe an FAQ on different options, but I think point adjustments mainly um, just to make them a little bit more appealing. Um, you know, I really want to see armored breakthrough lists and talking to people who've played them. They're fun, but they're not. They're not hitting fucking hard like they used to. They don't feel like they used to, which I think creates, you know, a bit of a bad taste in some people's mouths. I'd love to do a Talaran tank list. Iron Warriors, fucking let it roll. We've talked about doing tank battles and all sorts of shit, like, in the past. Um, but 2.0 makes it really hard to want to do that, just because of the way the state of the game is. Um, comparing, like, comparing this to 40k now, and remember, this has been out, this is 14, 15 months for Heresy. Uh, it's been moving at a snail's pace for actual rules support. I've ha I've heard allegedly there is an FAQ out there. Someone's sitting on it. I've heard there's almost like um, little uh, pissing match going on in the studio. People don't want the game to change. People want the game to stay the same. They don't want to up do updates and this and that. I, I don't know if that's actually true. There's just a lot of rumors floating around about that. Maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. Let me know in the comments. Call me out from full of shit. Uh, or if you know the info, if you actually know what's going on, hit us up. Uh, enlighten us all. Uh, but now I'm comparing this to 40K. 40K has been out for three and a half months, maybe four months. They've done an FAQ. They've done a uh, competitive play Leviathan package, which painfully breaks down all the terrain and everything like that. Uh, before you get all weird about, ah, it's toxic and it's just so hyper-competitive. Okay, settle down. Enough of that. Like, just, just hear me out. They've done a points adjustment across the board, and they've tweaked some rules where they've taken a ton of different armies 
And they're trying really hard to condense all these armies between a 45 and 55% win rate, which they're getting data from, from actual events. And they've taken units, shouldn't say units, they've taken factions and they've moved them from like 25% win rate, moving them up the board. They're doing a really good job of trying to create this really nice balance. Some indexes are hitting harder than others, which yeah, okay, Eldari, we know, um, but it's only been for three and a half months. If you comparatively put what 40k has done compared to what Heresy has done, I think in the same amount of time, 40k will make GW or will make 40k. GW is going to make those strives to make that a better system. I really want them to put the same amount of focus and effort into 30k. It just seems like the either the drive isn't there or the I don't know if the sales aren't supporting that. And yes, before people get weird about yes, I know Heresy is a narrative driven game. It is a futuristic yet historical game, which okay, I get that. I like the lore. I love the lore playing it. It's awesome. The lore is what drives my army choices. It what drives a lot of my unit choices. Obviously, I'm going to pick an army and build it in a way where there is cohesion and there is some synergy with my units. Um, I still want to follow rule of cool modeling wise because the rule of cool always, but I want the rules to support better gameplay. You can have the most narrative lists that you want, but again, we've talked about this so many times, the narrative portion is super subjective. What's narrative to you is not narrative to your opponent, so on and so forth. It just, it creates a really hard, creates a hard time at the tabletop because with the tabletop gaming, like there's a social contract that you want to show up. You not only do you want to dicker your opponent, you want to have fun. You want to have a close game. You want to have a tight game, um, but you also want to have a clean game and you don't want to be thinking, you know, like, man, I took this and like, you know, my army's cool. And like, this guy took all this bullshit and his army's bullshit. His army isn't narrative. There's nothing thought through, or I would challenge you on that and say that he probably did think it through and it's narrative to him, but it just, it's just, there's, there's just a little gap in the language, right? Um, uh, where, how people are playing like, yes, there's match play, open play, other stuff like that. But match doesn't have to be like hyper competitive if you're playing match play it can be narrative it can be really thematic it can be lots of fun uh, I, I keep looking back at zone mortalis because zone mortalis seems to have that inbuilt that inbuilt balance where i think 2.0 needs to have almost like a era count um if you're familiar with bolt action at all and i know we're we're fucking add all over the place with systems but if you're looking at bolt action, they have early war, mid war, late war. Well, we can do the same shit with heresy, early heresy, mid heresy, late heresy. A lot of people, it seems, at least the vocal, the vocal people online, they don't want to see the game go to late heresy. You start telling them, and I'm, I'm bad for this, but you know, you start telling them, hey, late heresy is early 40k. Late heresy chaos space marines are legit what they look like in 40k, and there's not a damn thing you can do to change my mind it's on the cover of books for fuck's sakes it's that's essentially where it is that's where the 
that's where the lore is going. You can take demon engines in your army now because they have rules for demon engines, and those demon engines are as chaos-based marines as it fucking comes. It's like there shouldn't be a debate. But if you had it where, hey, this event is a mid-heresy event, this event is early heresy event, where you could see a lot more lunar wolves and everything else popping up, I think that would create a better environment for games. Um, I, I think you would know kind of what to expect. Um, it, it depends. It's just, it shouldn't always be to the players to decide that and make that happen. I think the game, the game needs to step up and actually keep pushing the envelope to make heresy the best it can be. Uh, that that's my my personal opinion. Uh, I would love FAQs. I would love points adjustments. I would love to keep things keep things interesting. I would love to keep playing narrative games because we we've shifted focus. It is narrative games that we we are looking for, but I want the rules to support that for nice clean gameplay. Um, that's that's a big thing for me. Uh, Earlier, I did mention um, the MK3 battle group is coming out. MK3 Marines is coming out. Uh, Derridio, uh Dreadnought is coming out. Really cool kit. That MK3 battle group is a phenomenal deal. It is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, you get the Derridio and the Landrader for free, and you save 20 bucks on the Marines. Uh, if you if you haven't seen anything like this online, it's 30 MK3 Marines with the Derridio Dread, or the old school names are Eddies, and uh, a Proteus Landrader. Really cool. I love it. Uh, this came out for pre-order. Uh, but again, this is a splash release. Uh, that battle group is limited numbers, while supplies last, punch it out, and it seems weird, like that should be the new mainstay for the game. You should have access to that box set forever. It's a phenomenal deal. You're going to sell them all the time. Why you don't want that to be available, just that boggles my mind. Or at least if you're going to do it, you could have announced that it's going to be a limited thing a little bit sooner and then maybe make it for like a release during Christmas. I think it just, I think it would have been better that way. I, again, the limited splash release stuff just, doesn't drive well with me. I'm not a fan of that. I love that that box set though. It, it looks really good. Uh, I will admit I did not actually pick one up. I have no interest in another Land Raider because I've got like fucking three, and I I don't need the Eddie. I it doesn't really serve a purpose for me personally, so I opted out. I was just gonna buy a set of uh, MK3 Marines, check them out a little bit because because again that true scale is just. Phew, so nice. Um, one thing I found very humorous, and it's not that I get, you know, I don't get um, joy from trolling, but everybody was, not everybody, but a large majority, a vocal majority online, people were just hating on this MK3 armor. And I was like, Jesus, guys, like, the armor looks really cool. It's almost completely on par with Fafnir Rand's armor, which he's in MK3. So I'm not sure what people were expecting. I, I, I don't know why they're surprised by this. It To me, it made perfect sense. Like, it looks great. It looks just like Rand's awesome. I'm in. Um, but people were really getting fucking upset about it. They were going in depth in the lore and how it's armor plating and this, that. And it's modified MK2. And just, I just, it was crazy. It was like a lot of uh, 
just a lot of angry hobbyists for the last little bit. Now, granted, the armor plating um, aesthetic for MK3 or the iron armor, it's it's not as prominent. The rivets and the big trim pieces, they're not as prominent as the old MK3 kits, which is fine. But the MK3 kits are squat and they don't look as good, in, in my, my opinion. It's, again, there's that true scale stuff that's really, I'm, I'm biased because true scale is awesome it's a very nice very nice uh very nice kit so it's just one of those things um i do recommend buying that battle group box if you are in the fence like do it again while supplies last uh because yeah that that's a solid set i i don't think they'll be dropping a, another big banger like that for a long time if they do god i hope it's i'm hoping it's gonna be like plastic bikes and maybe javelins and assault marines and like maybe like a fast attack kind of moving thing i know the white scar players would love it um there's a lot of there's a lot of love that needs to get brought out uh with heresy like they re they redid uh the space wolves um the space wolf heads they brought a new pay, a praetor power and praetor the models look phenomenal um, although it just showed that like online bullying works because Forge World reneged and like, okay, these wolf heads are shit and everybody hates them. Let's redo them. That's cool. But like everybody, everybody hated the, uh, uh, gear terminators with the banana fur and you guys never fixed that either. So I just, I, I don't know why the big push to change the heads was there. I, it is what it is. Uh, I didn't really care either way. Um, but it's just. It would have been nice to see love for some of the uh, Forgotten Legions. You know, Khan doesn't have his bike. Poor bastard, he's walking everywhere during the Siege of Terra. Uh, Raven Guard characters, non-existent. Iron Warriors, non-existent. Salamanders. Like, there's a big list of Forgotten Legions that just don't have love. And again, you know, we're 14, 15 months into 2.0. But we're just we're not we're not getting the support. Like it'd be nice for everybody to have Praetor characters, shoulders, heads, Contemptor upgrades, Leviathan upgrades, vehicle upgrades. Start with your baseline first, move on, and then you can start expanding on units. Everybody wants that shit. Everybody does. Yes, some legions get you know we got shoulders, we got heads, cool, but just Praetors character models like that stuff would be really really nice uh to see and i i, I know this sounds like super shitty like it just sounds like i'm throwing a lot of shade but but i'm not it's just there's there's expectations that not only myself but i think of the greater community has and they want to see progress on the model front with heresy um, you know, you're redoing Primarchs. Oh, like, don't get me wrong. Fulgrim looks so good. It looks great. But, again, there's models that we needed first, and then we can get all the fancy shit. So, um, that's, that's just a little bit of a hot take, uh, spiel from myself anyways. Uh, overall, big plans. So, upcoming plans here. We'll have another Heresy episode. Following up our... Boys of the Golden Throne event in November. Uh, after that, it's probably going to be a little bit of a break for playing for me. 
I'm still going to work on my uh, true scale terminators. I still want to get some other things uh, polished up and ready. I want my Imperial Fists to get fully done. I am building another Templar Dread, but this one's going to be the sword and board. I, I really want to push that Templar aspect with those uh, bad boys. Uh, after that, though, it, it's pretty much... I'll put Heresy on ice for a little bit, just until we're getting some a little bit more uh, FAQs or something a little bit more proper. Um, I'm, I'm looking for... I'm just looking for something else right now. Um, my big thing is we're actually going to be looking at mid-November and on is we're getting in to the nitty-gritty. We're going into the underhive. We're going to be playing some Necromunda. Uh, I think it's going to be a wicked change of pace. It's an arm. It's a, a system that is a lot more... Just a lot more fun. It's got a cool little RB, RPG element to it. Now with the Ash Waste in full swing, we're going to start in the Underhive. We're going to have some gang turf wars. We're going to battle it up. We're going to go uh, fight our way up into the Ash Waste. Then we're going to be bouncing back and forth. There's so much potential. Um, it also doubles up with all the zone boards that I've got. I'm sitting on three 4x4 zone boards. One is the official uh, Forge World pre-molded uh, resin 4x4 board, which is beautiful. Uh, I want to add some gang stronghold stuff in there, a lot of scattered terrain, mechanicum stuff, and then I want to build uh, with the other uh, fabled Zomertiles tiles that were forever hard to get, and all the Necromunda walls and all the upgraded stuff. I, I want to make a full meal deal, and then we'll move up to the Ash Waste. It's been buying more terrain and mats for that stuff. Um, there's about four to six of us. We're going to bang out really hard throughout the winter, and uh, just have fun with it. I've been talking about it with the guys for like the past two years and just like, you know, Hey, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna play Necromunda eventually. And again, two years has gone by and it's like, yeah, well, when the fuck are we actually doing that? So this is the year, this is the winter. We're actually going to jump in and bust it out. I'm really looking forward to it. I think it'll be a ton of fun. In the meantime, uh, heresy can take a little bit of a break, but you know, there's so much potential because we'll have all the Necromunda zone boards done. Well, we'll start sprinkling in zone mortalis. I think that's going to be a very fun rule set to really play with. Um, who doesn't like fighting in an arcology or ship-to-ship -ship battle? So those two kind of uh, different theaters really go hand-in-hand. -hand. So that that's really where I'm kind of aiming for. Um but yeah, I uh, I just kind of want to see where the heresy journey goes after that. Uh, we'll see what next books come out. We'll see if there's any updates, FAQ stuff like that. Uh, but for the most part, yeah, I, I'm I'm very pleased to be jumping into uh, Necromunda and then Tim just you know dabbling a little bit and uh, with the Zomortalis. So uh, stay tuned. Lots of pictures. Uh, my whole my my whole force will be. Um, porting into zone as much as I can. Uh, I really want to just have a lot of fun with it. And I think it'll be a lot of fun moving forward. So um, I, we definitely appreciate all the, uh, all the uh, reaching out, all the comments, all the PMs, messages. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff popping up now. We're going to be ramping up our Patreon. Uh, we've just... We've been working a lot behind the scenes to provide like the very best that we can. 
I also want a big big shout out uh, for Chris, Dustin, Ed, Tyler, um, and uh, oh, excuse me, and Frederick. Uh, these are our patrons. They are essentially main supporters of Trident. They're helping us out. Um, we have been looking at ways to develop and make our patron system better. Uh, we're trying to have one-on-one conversations, like an actual patron night where you get to talk with us on the podcast. If anything like that interests you, uh, just even having a hand to help steer kind of the stuff that we do. Um, definitely, uh, you know, check out the links below, uh, jump in, uh, send us messages, emails. We, we appreciate it all. Keep using the hashtag Trident Wargaming and all the posts that you've been doing. Uh, we, we look at them. We talk about them when we're online. Uh, November 5th coming up, we've got our once a month paint night happening again. So Sunday, 8 p.m. Uh, Mountain Time, jump on with us. We'll definitely be pumped to hear, uh, hear from you. Uh, there's links all over the pages, and it'll be inside the description as well. Now, don't get too don't get too upset. Uh, Andy, myself, and Dustin, um, we're actually going to be in Victoria still at the time for that event. Might jump on Discord real quick just to do a quick shout, but uh, we're going to be in BC, so we'll probably be tearing it up. Uh, but uh, Scott and Arthur, they'll be on there chatting with you guys, painting. Uh, Scott will be rocking out his Sweet Sweet 40K. Uh, he's kind of looking at some some more beta-themed Marines. And then Arthur will be rolling with that uh, AOS as Lumineth are looking really, really good. And, yeah, I just want to say thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I hope it wasn't too much of a, a throw shade episode. Uh, I'm not trying to dissuade people from heresy. I do like the system overall. Uh, I just think it needs a little bit, a couple tweaks. Uh, but the lore, phenomenal. Uh, later on this week, when you're listening to this, uh, don't forget the end of the Death Volume 2 will be coming out for pre-order, which is sick because uh, we can jump into the next uh, next part of the story because uh, we all want to know what happens. Uh, I heard uh, the Emperor dies and Horus loses. So, I don't know. Spoilers, we'll see. It's how they actually translate that into uh, into a book and get us to read like a 400-page novel. But uh should be good. And there's a Part 3 coming. We all know that. Um, yeah, it should be awesome. So, uh, thanks a lot for tuning in, and we'll definitely catch you next time. Did you plug the Patreon? We need to plug the Patreon. <laughs>